0: Hi, welcome to the Read, Play, Talk podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Lindsay Paris,
1: And I'm your other host, Jack Love.
0: This podcast is a resource for all things Read, Play, Talk. We hope that our listeners will be encouraged to read, play, and talk with their children every day. In this episode, we are talking with Brittany Robinson, who is the regional lead of Early Childhood Partnerships at Lena and enjoys cultivating relationships with new and prospective early childhood partners. Prior to her work with Lena, she served as a teacher, nonprofit leader, K-8 school founder and education consultant. She's dedicated her career to expelling inequities in education to ensure all children are granted an unlimited life of opportunity, and she's now proud to do that through the power of early talk.
1: Wow, that's awesome. I know, quite the bio. Quite the bio. We're happy to have you with us today, Brittany, so thank you for joining us. We're doing this a little bit different today. We're doing a Zoom call. The pandy has struck in more ways than than we can think. So we are glad that you're able to join us through the Zoom call. Again, welcome.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: Tell us a few things about yourself. You know, family background. We heard a little bit in your in your bio, but let's hear what what else you got to share.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to join you all today. Just a little bit of background about myself. I am born and raised in Denver, Colorado. So I am a proud Colorado native, I would say, love lover of the mountains, lover of hiking and all the outdoor activities was raised. I am a, a twin as well a new time mommy of a 5 month old which i am just always so thrilled to to share especially i'd say during these times of pandemic where you know we haven't gotten out much so it's nice to always always just share a little bit about you know a growing family i grew up just in terms of my career background what kind of started me in the education space Grew up, had some really awesome, a really awesome support system of grandmas, aunties, teachers that really poured and invested in me and realized that I had had some really fortunate opportunities from the sacrifices of my own parents to get a really high quality education. But I realized that my friends and a lot of my community didn't always have those opportunities. And I asked the question, why? Why did My parents specifically had to sacrifice financially to give me the opportunities to get a great education, to move forward with unlimited resources, to careers, to traveling, and I wanted to answer that question. So I went out and just started working, I'd say, unconventionally within the education space, started in the nonprofit space walked in and went into different schools and different public school systems and in that K through 12 space to really answer this question, like, what can we do? How can we provide free resources to our families that allows them to say, okay, I'm educated enough to know that I can be able to support my family without having to do it at the cost of of something, of, of finances, of something else. So, That's what I did. I'd say organically, I ended up going from high school into working into middle schools, going into elementary schools, then eventually ended up in early education. And I'm so proud now to just be with Lena to really just figure out what are ways that we can connect with our families earlier on, the earlier and the sooner that we can reach our babies, I'd say the better. Um, so that's what brings me to this work. That's what gets me excited is knowing that I, I had that impact early, as opposed to later on. Very cool. Thank you.
0: Yeah, that's such a great story, Brittany. I, I love how you realize like how privileged you were in your upbringing just to be surrounded by such a strong support system. And you use that to fuel your passion to pour back into other families. I think that's yes. unique and something that a lot of people take for granted, that they don't realize how fortunate they are to have that experience and to have that background. So thank you for, for sharing your background.: Absolutely. So Rammi, how long have you been with Lena?
2: I have been with Lena now going on about two and a half years. I started off as a parent a parent recruitment specialist and did some contract work with them, working with our current partners on how to really bolster recruitment, how to look at recruitment as a sense of building relationships as opposed to just getting numbers for their program. And started there, and then fell in love with our company and recently, just within this past year, have become regional lead of early childhood partnerships, where I've got the privilege to really support strategic partnerships across the nation.
0: That's so good. So you love Lena. I love Lena. You know, we're almost a year in uh, to doing Lena Start. But for our listeners who maybe aren't as familiar, can you just tell us maybe like what Lena Start is and how, how and why it was created?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, and I'll I'll share just a little bit of background. Um, I think you have to get a little bit of the history of Lena in order to understand what Lena Start is. So Lena was started by our founders, um, actually like at their kitchen table, uh, Terry and um, Judy Paul, who had... And I don't know if you've heard of or if our our listeners had heard of Renaissance Learning, but they were the um, it was the company that produced accelerated reader and the star assessment software to really help support reading and math for young learners. But our founders had found that in order to see the results for, for families in becoming great mathematicians, you know, even just getting a higher level of um, skills later on in life, that we had to reach them earlier. So what they did was they had read this book called Meaningful Differences in the Everyday Experiences of Young American Children, where it highlighted some of the research by Hart and Risley that talked about um, differences within home language environments. Um, And this research was based on this novel idea that early talk and interaction was the construction crew that created a foundational brain architecture for children. So they said, hmm. Let's figure out how are we able to just increase access to this this knowledge and this education, and how are we able to increase early talk. Um, so they started doing iterations of what we have as our technology now, um, the the Lena device. And um, after they had spent some time putting it on their their grandchildren, <laughs> testing it out, duct taping it to an arm, which we don't do that anymore. Right. <laughs> um, we um, we ended That's up getting. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Ended up getting our, our Lena technology. So now, just uh, we'd say years later, let's like go and fast forward all the way to t- 2014. Lena Stark came out of this initiative with Providence Talks, where Providence Talks was launched. Through the city of Providence, Rhode Island, after they had won this prize from the Bloomberg Philanthropies Mayors Challenge with the idea to launch a city government-led intervention to promote language and interaction between the children and the adult caregivers. And so they had recognized, so they started this work with Lena in the home environments, but then they were saying, hmm, there's something that we, we, we see an, an immediate need to increase our access and increase our reach where more parents could be able to get this, this knowledge. Um, and so they piloted a parent group model, a cohort model And they said, there's something to this, this social capital allowing for families to come together and really learn together and grow together and understand what early talk does together as a community. So we piloted our first group in um, our first official group in 2015 with um, the Huntsville School District as well as San Mateo County Library. And that is how Lena Start began.
1: So when talking, Lena, I know you guys target children, infants and toddlers, I suppose, you know, from zero to three. Why is that age group so important?
2: I'd like to say this is the most critical window. And I think and this is knowledge that I did not know when I was in K through 12. Um, and I'm, I'm so excited that we're able to like share the word and spread the word that, that the zero to three window is the most critical when it comes to baby's brain development science and research is telling us that a million neural connections are happening within the brain per second. So even if we were just to take like one second, that's like a million connections right there, (laughs) Um, which is always, it's amazing to me. And so what's critical is that this architecture, it's going on way prior to a child's birth, and it goes on throughout adulthood. But what's important is that the early experiences affect the quality of that architecture that's being built up. And it can either establish a really sturdy foundation, our experiences, or it can establish a fragile one. So we really want to take the time to make sure that the foundations that we are setting for our kids are sturdy, and that they have a really solid foundation to continue life of opportunity through this language development. So that's why yep. we're, we're targeting that zero to yeah. three window. Yeah. And
1: we always talk about how kids at that age are a sponge, right? So it makes sense. They're learning everything. It just makes sense to start there, right? And just give that, like you said, a solid super foundation for those synapses to fire off and, and build the bridges that they need to build.
2: So that's absolutely. And just to get a little nerdy and when it comes to the brain development, we we call it the synaptic printing process. So when we talk about those those sturdy foundations that we're building, um, if they're not continually practiced, then the, the pruning happens, those neural connections kind of fall away over time. So that's why we're we're so excited to continue to, you know, drive the importance of early talk because that's what's going to set that great foundation.
1: With us, talk is, you know, it's one of our three pillars in read, play, and talk, right? And in all, th- all three of those, essentially you talk at some point in time, right? right.
0: Yeah, and I love, Brittany, how the Lena Start Curriculum, because this is our third time to go through it here in Mesquite, And how, you know, it's 10 sessions long, Lena Start is, and whoever designed the curriculum does a great job of just putting that reminder in constantly throughout the sessions, Um, just reminding parents, like, this is such a crucial time in your child's brain development. And while even at, at the infant stage, Where your child, you know, isn't talking back to you um, you think they're not understanding you, it is still so important for you to implement these practices into your daily routine. So I I really love that about the Lena start curriculum that it's not just sessions one and two that we talk about brain development, but it's really mentioned all throughout the program. So can you tell us maybe a little bit more about the curriculum for Lena start that's used in the parent group sessions.
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, I am proud. This is what I say is the bread and butter of, aside from our technology, this is the bread and butter of what we do in LENA. And we really focus on simple strategies that parents can easily adapt within their everyday routine. So it's not something that, because we know parents are busy moms, dads, grandmas, aunties, all of our caregivers, they, they don't have the time to be adding on <laughs> extra things. Um, so it's really important that we were integrating into daily routines. Um, so we did this through what we call our 14 talking tips, which are research-based techniques that focus on what we call these active ingredients for caregivers to support strong early language environments. Um, and these active ingredients, there's three of them. We call it creating that joint attention both child and caregiver are attentive to one another. It's that increased turn taking, which is that back and forth interaction that a child has with that adult. And it's the recasting. It's repeating a child's utterance and then including additional corrective language. So if I were to say, you know, if the child says ball, then we would say, oh, yes, look, there's, there's that red ball. So these are the active ingredients that's really a part of our curriculum. And like you had said, Lindsay, it's over 10 weeks that parents get a chance to really dive into the curriculum with their, their coordinator. And those first four weeks really, really, really focus in on that brain development and the, the importance of early talk and you know, what Lena Start is all about. And then those next weeks are what we call those practice weeks to really walk through how does this this actually integrate into my everyday routines from increasing math talk during bath time, during lunchtime, during meal times. How am I able to really take what I'm learning and then put it into practice?
0: One of my favorite sessions, I think it's session four, when we do shared reading. I love that session because I think so many parents, especially first-time parents with young kids, if you don't have any kind of education background, you think like when we read a book with our kid, we have to start with the first word and we have to go to the last word and we just have to, you know, we have to read the story. But that session teaches, there's so many other ways to utilize books to encourage talk. And I feel like it's, it's one of my favorite sessions to teach, but I also feel like the families that participate and it walk away with like their eyes opened in a brand new way. And they're like, oh my goodness, I had no idea I could use books in this way to increase talk with my child. Absolutely. I love the curriculum and it is it's extremely practical. It doesn't feel overwhelming. You know, each session has a different focus. And throughout the session, we're obviously brainstorming and giving examples of tons of ways that they could implement what they've learned once they get home.
2: I have to say, even as a mom myself, I have found the 14 Talking Tips to be phenomenal. Like you said, Lindsay, when you're when we're sitting down and reading, when I'm reading with my child now, you know, five months old, their attention span is real quick. Being able to interact with a book in different ways, um, aside from the words are on the page, you know, even making up stories about the characters within the book, you're really able to increase that talk and just kind of dive into a different experience, which I love. And as a mom, Lena has helped me. <laughs> to be a lot more intentional during my time as well with my child
0: yes I've said I've said this so many times through Lena start I have two daughters that are eight and six and almost at the end of every session I think I wish I had Lena start when my kids yes. were, you know I wish I would have implemented these practices earlier with them absolutely
1: so one of the coolest things I think is the Lena talk pedometer. I mean, the technology obviously is really cool, but can you tell us about the Lena talk pedometer, how it works and what it kind of measures?
2: So we utilize our talk pedometer, which we call it our device across all of our programs. And we're excited about just what it's able to do. It, it baffles me of, of what technology can do now. <laughs> so just let, let me tell you just a little bit about it. What essentially it is, it's a wearable device. It's a child safe device that combined with our cloud-based software delivers a really detailed feedback that helps adults make these proven actionable steps to increase talk within their homes. And how it works is after a full day of talk is captured by this device, so a child will wear the device, we call it a Lena Day, where the caregiver is able to just turn the device on, you set it and forget it, and it literally just captures what's happening in the day. So after that happens, then The audio files are transferred to this cloud processing system that really uses these complex algorithms that I have no idea, that's (laughs) that's for the tech team (laughs) to really analyze the audio file. But then what these algorithms do is they differentiate between adult speech, child speech, and the TV and electronic noise. And they can also differentiate the speech of the key child, so the child that's wearing the device from the speech of other children And those non-speech sounds, so we wouldn't include a baby's cries within what's counted. And the software, it does this without knowing any words or the language that's being spoken. It only looks at the sound frequencies and the spaces between those sounds to determine whether noise is a human speech or it's something else. The software then generates some objective and actionable feedback reports that our parents are able to get to really see what's happening in their language environment.
1: Yeah, that's kind of mind boggling, right? I mean, the technology piece of it is, is what blows my mind that the algorithms, you know, the big word these days is algorithms. Um,
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> and,
1: and sometimes they're not used for the best of purposes, but this is like an outstanding algorithm and it's used for a purely perfect outcome, right? I mean, we can't beat the technology for this stuff. It's pretty cool.
2: I appreciate you saying like algorithms sometimes aren't used in the best of ways. And that's something that we really want to make sure when we're talking with our families of the the safety and the privacy that's established with utilizing our device. We like to say that our our phones, our Androids, our the other phones out there are. I'd say a lot more invasive than what our technology does, that it's not doing any recording, that it's not picking up what words are being said, that it's really meant to just see what, what is happening within your environment and, and just tracking those sounds that you hear so that they can see what you know what's going on when it comes to talk in their own, their own homes and their environment.
0: Yeah, it really is incredible. And the talk pedometer is what sets... Lena, start apart from every other parent education program because it makes it extremely measurable in the reports that families get every week right, oh, wait so, a second
1: so for our listeners we're <laughs> in my office and something is rolling by that, the back the back holiday it sounds like <laughs> taking off so we have like a bowling alley behind or us bowling as alley. As well.
0: yeah. oh my goodness <laughs> Um, But I will say, I was talking to a family last night and she has twins that are doing the program. She's obviously just measuring one of her twin sons. And she was like, I really thought his turns would be higher because she's like, he and my other son just talk back and forth all the time. And I said, well, that's what's interesting is the, the talk pedometer can differentiate between the child's voice that's wearing the device and the child's voice that's not. And so yeah. it completely wipes out that other child's voice and doesn't count it towards the recording. And she was like, oh my gosh, that makes sense now because they talk back and forth every day and I said no they want you to talk that's right to
2: talk to your son. that's <laughs> like, hey, right it's, not go. that those interactions don't yeah, matter those totally. are important too but we yes it, it's about a changing the adult behavior um mm-hmm. to to see that growth for our kids Yeah,
0: and that leads us really well into last question for you. You've done such a great job and I've so enjoyed this interview. One of the primary slogans in Lena Start is words are good, but turns are better. We say that 10,000 times throughout the program. Yes. (laughs) Um, But talk to us real quick about the differences in words and turns and what your recent research is saying about children who experience more turns.
2: It's really this notion of quantity versus quality. I'm sure some of our, our listeners have heard of the 30 million word gap which comes from a study that happened in the mid-90s that found this correlation between socioeconomic status and the average number of words that a baby hears. But we avoid really talking about what that word gap is because it's just not sufficiently capturing the complexities of early talk. So since then, so much more research has been done from our own research team to other researchers out there that have shown that it's really the interactions that are happening between an adult and a child that sets the deeper changes that we see within um, brain, the physiological development of the brain to um, the interactions, the socio-emotional increases that we see when interactions are occurring. It's really been cool over the past 10 years. We have seen that pointing to conversational turns is what is the, I'd say that that foundation, that sturdy foundation that we were talking about earlier, that's what's setting up our children for success. And we've we've had like tons of research around brain structure and function around like improved reading skills that come from conversational turns. And again, getting back into the, the nerdy space, it's the left paracivilian cortex of your brain that is activated. That there's this correlation of higher reading skills when conversational turns are happening. I don't IQ think scores. I have that part ever. Ever. You don't have that part. <laughs> I, don't have that part I think it's in there somewhere.
1: <laughs> it's very deep.
2: The, the deep in. <laughs> and then also just like IQ scores. We've seen a lot of correlation between IQ scores and this. Power of the conversational turn.
1: 30 million sounds like a lot, right? Because it is. but it's not really so important to close the 30 million words as, as it is to have better, more in-depth conversations, right? That's
2: absolutely. And I think the key word there is just intentionality. Our caregiver is taking the time to really observe, observe your child. Here, you know, what are they exploring? What are they learning? And we've seen that conversational turns that are initiated by the child; those are even more powerful because what happens is that a child that um, initiates that is more likely to then participate in another turn. So you're getting these constant turns within a moment of time that's really helping to power the brain. And our research that we've published recently out of Inside Early Talk Report. We have this benchmark. We originally had had a benchmark of 25 plus turns that we've found where there there's significant gains, but we now have seen that 40 plus turns is the new benchmark. And it sounds like that could be a lot, like, oh my gosh, 40 plus turns within this period of time. That's a lot of turns. But what we like to say is that don't focus on getting to 40. When you are in a conversation, when you're interacting with a child in that moment and you get one turn, and try for two more. It's really these steps, these building blocks that we want to just say, take it a step at a time to just continue to increase those turns within your language environment.
1: And I would guess they probably come naturally the more you, it's like anything, right? The more you practice it, the easier it
2: becomes. Absolutely. You're right.
0: Yeah. And you touched on it a little bit, Brittany. I just want to emphasize it one more time before we let you go. but. Just some of the long-term benefits of families that participate in Lena Start or practice these back and forth conversations. I think in one of the sessions, you know, we talk, maybe it's session seven when we talk about just brain development, kind of this recap. But there have been significant benefits to the child up to 10 years after families have done this program. So what we're doing for your child now is yes. Absolutely beneficial for them right now, it's going to help their brain development, but really you'll see significant benefits in the long term, like we'll see more school readiness, they're ready to read, better math skills, better reading skills, there are just so many long term benefits for this intentional interaction in your child's first and earliest years. I feel like that's something that parents really want to hear. It's like what you're doing right now is helpful right now, but you're going to see benefits from this program for years to come.
1: And oh, by the way, it's free.
0: Yes. So like you were talking
1: earlier, you made an interesting comment about providing for your child without having it cost you something else, whether it's materially, whether it's leaving work, whatever it is, this, I mean, this is what you're, you're talking about, right? It's free. It doesn't cost anything. You can work it in anytime during the day. What could be better?
0: Mm-hmm. That's right. Oh, and the program is free through yes, East ISD too. So we're, we're wrapping up our fall session of Lena Start actually this month. And then we'll start another round in late January. So we're recruiting families with children under the age of three to participate in our program.
2: And I am so excited for you all. And that is something that I say, you know, There's a lot of should have, could have, would have when it comes to hindsight of saying, oh, I wish I would have had this for my kid or if I had the money, if I had, you know, fill in the blank. What's nice now is that we have these resources like Lena to be able to say, hey, you don't have to to think about what you should have done. This is something that you can participate in now. That's not going to cost you. That's not going to have you sacrifice anything, but really just add to your life. I'm grateful to be a part of that work.
1: We should emphasize that while zero to three is super important, everything after three is important too. So if your kid is four, start this, right? It's, It's never too late.
2: I'm so glad you said that, Jack. We've had some participants, some parents reach out to us and say, hey, my kid is, they're six, they're seven. And we say exactly what you said. It's not too late to increase those interactions within your home, to really think about like, what is it that you're doing to to just bolster talk and deepen the relationship because that's what it's really about. And so I say that to every parent, even if you have a teenager, I'm like, talk to them. Yeah, Well, (laughs) they'll certainly talk back, I can tell you. (laughs) That's you That's right.
1: Well, great, Brittany. It has been a true pleasure getting to talk with you and get to know you a little bit better. The Lena program is outstanding. I'm glad it's part of Mesquite's curriculum or pushed into their schools, however we want to talk about it, but it's nothing but benefit. And I can't tell you how glad we
2: are to have it. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure and a privilege to be on your podcast today.
1: Thanks again, Brittany.
0: Thanks for listening to today's episode with our guest, Brittany Robinson. If you haven't done so already, please hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. You can follow us on all of our social media platforms for ideas on how to read, play, and talk together at home. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Replay Talk and on Twitter at Replay Talk TX. You can also follow our Lena Start page on Facebook at Lena Start-MesquiteISD.